You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome back to Claret and Blue. My name is Dan Rowlands and I'm joined this morning by Matt Kendrick. Uh, for something that's probably a little bit more serious than we're used to, we're going to talk. We're going to try and talk about the season ticket price increase. Uh, we've kind of made light about it in, in recent episodes about, oh, well, the club's got to make money some kind of way. Um, but it is a serious topic and we've been tweeted many times over the last 48 hours or so to, to, to cover it. So we're going to try and do our best. I've got Villa's club statement in front of me that I posted on the website, which I will just straight up read out at some point. I've got kind of notes to the left side of me as well. So if you see me kind of looking away, I'm just trying to piece some of the information together. But the main kind of headline here is prices for the 2023-2024 season have increased by 15% across the majority of adults. What's your kind of initial reaction to that, first of all? Initial reaction is I probably need to find myself a part-time job to talking about my own self. I look at uh, how it impacts me and my family. And I'll be looking away here because I've got some of, some of the, the numbers that, that my... I sit in the top, the, the Trinity Upper, and my ticket has gone from £677 to £779. So that is roughly the 15% increase. If we factor in the season before, it's actually gone up from 615 to 779 so that's an increase of 26.6% i think so that is a significant stretch one of the things that frustrated me about it and we'll come to why villa are doing it and you know we'll we'll, we'll speak about the context of it all and the context mm-hmm. of villa in terms of the club's ambitions and, and and where we want to be uh, and where we are compared to, to to rival clubs in pricing and that kind of thing as well. But Villa were quite explicit about the 15%. On top of that, I won't be alone in this. I'll bring my lad along and there'll be people who bring several children along or a partner along or an uncle or, a, you know, so people are, are going to get bigger bills, obviously, the more people you've got coming along as part of your posse. The increase on my son's t- season ticket, that wasn't, in, in the blurb that Villa put out, and I know you're going to go through some of that in, in mm. time during this podcast, that wasn't, made us clear. In fact, I think some of the language around it was 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 quite ambiguous, really. My son's concession, which was, so he's, he's 15 years old, so he's um, un- qualifies for the under-18 category. His ticket has gone from 270 this season to 389 uh, next season, which, again, forgive me, going all Rachel Riley on you, I think is a 44% increase villa can do do as they please in terms of you know supply and demand they can put whatever price they want on them but they've been quite clear in their messaging that this is a 15 percent adult increase mm-hmm. i know it's probably going to be different because different concessions might have, have raised at different rates but we've had to go digging for that really to find out what kind mm-hmm. of increase that is put a tweet out before we came on air just to get a kind of rough idea of there's 30 replies so this is one <laughs> percent of the season tickets you know what i mean it's it's yeah, minor, yeah. of the, of the, the Exactly, rate. yeah. But I wanted to get a gauge because I've not, I've not renewed, renewed mine just yet. I will do. So when I mean, there's some kind of hypocrisy in this video for us to be moaning about the prices, but you and me will both be there next season, so we're going to pay them, as will most people. That's not quite the point, though. And I kind of want to set that to side for uh, to one side for a little bit. But the price increase for last season as well and this season going forward. Somebody, there's one here from Gary says mine went up eighty pound from five thirty to six ten. Not so bad this year. However, it went up from 370 to 530 last year. So over two seasons, I don't know whether the math is correct, that's 65%. No, I just said about people will pay it and they will. Some people will weigh that up now and go, is Villa the thing I have to get rid of? 
And that's not something that I want fans to be in in that position. Oh, do I have to get rid of going to the villa now? Like the one hobby that, uh, and it's an expensive hobby, and hobby probably isn't the right word for, for some people either. But th- is that the thing I have to lose now to balance my my income? What I would say is, is you're right. Despite, you know, how flash I look, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I can afford the season ticket and I can afford the increase. And it means that I'm, I'll still be able to afford my mortgage. I'll still be able to keep the lights on. I'll still be able to feed my kids. So <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like the the, the fact that it, it, it's going to hit me hard in the pocket, but I can I can do it. At this moment in my life, I can do it. It's when it comes down to people who have those choices between the basic cost of living and the following their passion, basically. What I would say, uh, playing devil's advocate a bit here, it's not necessarily Aston Villa's responsibility to do that. If we've got if we've got governments who can't you know can't protect us against massive kind of mortgage rate rises and cost of living and all those kind of things that's not Aston Villa's responsibility to make sure that we can afford the nicer things I think where you come at this from because we've spoken spoken off air about it is wouldn't it be nice for them to make the exception now I think that's that's twofold. It'd be nice if they made the exception because it's us personally who's hitting the in the pocket, and we'd like to we'd like to benefit from that exception. You know, I'm probably putting words in your mouth, but we want our club to to be different, don't we? Want them to act, yeah. act differently because this is probably a little bit more of a serious show than we normally would do. I have made notes, so I'm going to refer to things I've already kind of pre-written. Not that I've got a script kind of thing, but I wanted to get my thoughts down before I kind of came in and waffle. And I'm going to waffle through, and this probably will sound like a bit of a rant, but I would like to think that my club, Aston Villa, can be better than just being in alignment with everybody else. Go back to 2007, 2008 and waving the sponsorship money and blasting acorns on the front of the shirt. Yes, it was a long time ago and it's, it's a different kind of thing, but be that club again. Make the money elsewhere. And maybe I'll come at this from having current blue tinted glasses on, but you know, we spoke to Rob Warner yesterday doing some videos with him, a kit designer, kit manufacturer, and he was telling us about being in meetings where oh, if we use this material on the club badge, it'll cost us a pound. If we use this material, it'll cost us 50p. So we double our income from however many shirts we sell by using a lesser material. Nobody will know the difference. Let's just do that. We make more money. Happy days. And that's what the industry is, I guess. But to me, you think, make those changes in manufacturing then. Find a, find an extra sleeve sponsor. Can we rebrand Bodymore Heath to be the Kazoo Bodymore Heath, for example? Don't fleece the fans for a couple of extra hundred quid because we'll, we'll try and work out the rough kind of what how much the prize pool is for for the increase. But I'd like us to be the club that go, you know what? No, we're not going to raise prices. We understand that everything's very expensive and we sympathise with our supporters, with our community. Your gas, your electric, your rent, your shopping, your childcare, whatever it might be, they've all gone up in the last year or so. But the thing that you use to escape from all that, coming to Villa Park and watching your team, we're going to freeze the prices, which are already quite pricey. But we don't want to add that extra burden onto your your pay slip to go. Christ, well, Villa's going up two hundred quid now as well. Yeah. Maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe I'm, I'm living in a dream world. But I would like us to be the club to go when there's a league table of oh, Villa are only fourteenth in the in the overall prices. Be twentieth. I'd love to be bottom of that league. Be the one that's like everyone else is charging five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred quid. Villa at the bottom with 300, 350. Make a stand, make an impact to be the change. Yeah, I think you are probably living in a, in a utopian world there. Don't 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 wish for Villa to be the bottom of league of bottom of any league, mate. Because be careful <laughs> what you wish for. What I would say, and hopefully you've got the the exact word in front of me, and it probably feeds into what you're just saying about be different. This cup taking away this cup cup match, this cup ticket from us, and 
uh, what what have you got the have you got the wording? I should read some of the other statement for for more context, which I will do in a sec because you've raised the cup one. I'll, I'll read that paragraph. Aston Villa are one of the only clubs in the Premier League to include free domestic home cup games with their season ticket product offering. Way yes, getting lads, love that. The club believes that it's reasonable to remove this benefit from next season, whilst ensuring all our loyal season ticket holders continue to have priority access to cup games. Thanks for that. that. That's a bit like saying we've got we've won the award for best kept village with all the nicest flower displays and the nicest village green that we've got. So we've hired some JCBs and we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna plow across the whole lot and destroy it. Don't tell us that you know. Oh wow, we we're great at this. But we don't want to give you that. So, if you, I mean, the cup game is probably uh, a minuscule detail anyway because we get knocked up in the third round and away fixture and never get that benefit anyway. That ship sailed. And I think it is things like, I kind of get, and we'll go into this in more detail, I kind of get bringing yourself in line with clubs around you. I, I can I can understand the thinking. I, 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 listen, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it won't hit me in the pocket, but I can understand it. And we'll talk through the context of that soon. But the cup thing... It just seems you're just you're really forcing the issue, you know. Mm. And in in real terms, I'm sorry to keep referring to my own circumstances, but it's the it's the frame of reference that that I've got, you know. So that actually means that if you factor in that cup game again, my season ticket price doesn't go as far. And then, so I think it's um, I think rather than it being a fifteen percent increase, it works out at um, a twenty one percent increase. Mm basically. Um, and my son, rather than it being whatever I calculated at 44%, that's a 51, 51% increase. And I know there's a little bit of leeway in there because your cup tickets are probably a little bit cheaper than your Premier yeah. League. But, but even so, uh, it just seems, it seems a bit grabby <laughs> to mm. me. You know what I mean? I'm worried about how this video is going to come across because some people, and again, I'll do like the Twitter section at the end because some people go, mine's going up 100 quid and I'm fine with that. And that's yeah. kind of the end of the story. And that, that's absolutely fine. I'm also fine with it to an extent because I'm going to pay it. There's, there's a lot of hypocrisy here because we're moaning about it. But also we're still going to be there next season. Me and my dad will still be there. Been there for 15 years or so. I have. My dad's been going for 30 odd years, 40 years, whatever it might be. And it used to be 600 something. And that was like, well, that's quite a lot. Now it's going to be 700 something. No one likes paying more for what they were getting last season anyway for the same price. We're still only getting 19 games. Next season isn't a 25-game expanded Premier League season where you got more games for your money. And like we just said, in fact, we're, we're taking the cup game away. You're paying for a better standard of football now. Villa will be competing for the Champions League next season and they might win a trophy. Yeah, they might, but might is the operative word there. There's absolutely no guarantee in football. So we were supposed to be competing for Europe at the start, and we are now, but we were supposed to be competing for Europe this season. And up until Unai Emery, we were involved in a relegation scrap. So all this justification of, well, we want to back the manager and we've got to be competitive in the, in the transfer market. So we're raising your prices. That does not sit well with me at all. Don't, don't hit us with a couple of extra hundred quid. Whilst, yes, we're still paying it. Like I said, find the money elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, probably best a, a, a good opportunity to read read the statement and, and to, okay. to kind of effectively give Villa their their right to right to reply and explain explain their justification. The club has continued extensive analysis and benchmarking to compare against our Premier League competitors. The analysis demonstrated the club are towards the lower end of the Premier League when comparing the price of an adult season ticket. Increasing season ticket prices will enable us to continue aligning our pricing more closely with our Premier League competitors, and to help bring our revenues more in line with the costs of competing in the upper reaches of the Premier League whilst remaining compliant with the required financial regulations. So the club needs to 
bringing more money to justify them spending more money on transfers, whatnot. Absolutely fine, great. We want the club to spend money and, and progress as a club and be a, bit a successful side. But again, I'll just come back to the point of, is us paying a couple of extra hundred quid each on our season tickets really going to make the difference to us signing a new striker? Really? Tackle that if you want, because, you know, back of the fag packet, maths, but I, I've i worked out that he probably the, the rises across the board, you're talking, talking three million in the region, that, that I think. So three million extra extra comes into the, the club's coffers, which means that the turnover increases by three million. Now, mm. the most recent set of accounts was for the end of May, going up to the end of May 2022. Villa's turnover was £164 million, pound, so of which £123 million came from broadcasting, £13 million from sponsorship, £12 million from... Um, commercial and 16 million from gate receipts so it's not insignificant the 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 gate receipts 16 million what's that about 10 percent but that 3 million and this is this is this is the debate where i think that we'll split a lot of our audience over this because there'll be people who feel it personally uh, and there'll be people who feel it personally but have the income to just roll with it uh, mm. I suppose he's us to be. That's to me, be, yeah. I, I will pay it. I will be there. I can afford it. It won't affect my life, stretch, thankfully. Stretch, but we'll yeah. we'll be there. And there'll be people who think you get what you pay for. You know what I mean? We want to be challenging. You know, life's expensive. Why should Villa be the be the exception? Where I'm at with it is of those figures that are similar: commercial twelve million, sponsorship thirteen million, gate receipts sixteen million. What more can we do around sponsorship? and commercial so that we're not just customers we are we're, we're loyal fans so that we're not picking up that extra three million and well, sure the argument will be from the club is that they'll do the sponsorship stuff and the commercial stuff and the tickets to make yeah, as well, much money that, as possible that's good that's good and i'm sure they will be i'm sure the, the sponsorship deal that they're working on is going to eclipse what we've got at the moment with kazoo you know one of the arguments is that the commercial money which is on over on on top of the the gate receipts people actually getting into the ground by putting the season ticket prices up and the admission prices up and making it more expensive to get in there are people going to be spending less are you not going to have money for your program if people still buy programs you're not going to buy food <laughs> are you not going to you know well, buy kits is the big one we've, we've talked about buy, kits before like a, yeah, a training no, jacket no, being no. 90 quid if your season ticket's gone up 90 yeah. quid you think well i won't buy yeah. the jacket this year because yeah. that's, that offsets the cost See, I think Villa are gambling. It's probably a calculated gamble as well on the fans that they attract at those prices will be be able to afford the the refreshments and afford the merchandise and afford the kits and that kind of thing. So we've had this debate before, Dan, when we've been talking about atmospheres that people like me and you like a kind of fairly rowdy atmosphere where there's lots of chanting, lots of noise, the whole crowd are getting involved and playing their part. That's not necessarily what everybody wants from football anymore. There's a new breed of football fans who don't necessarily want that. They want to go along and and be entertained. Uh, and from a club's point of view... But again, paying more doesn't guarantee entertainment. No, it doesn't. But what, what, what I'm saying is, from a club's point of view, we're very protective of, our oh, we want our villa to be the way it's always been and we want the whole town to be raucous. We want it to be, you know, it's the working, working man, working fans game. I'm not necessarily sure that's reflected higher up at football mm. clubs which have to run like businesses the percentage calculation that I've put forward 
feeds into my narrative of grumpy old man having to pay more, isn't life expensive, all that kind of thing. But if we're looking at it in real terms, I'm paying 41 quid. Forget the cup thing for now. I'm paying 41 quid for a Premier League game on average. And my son, who's 15, but he's a big enough 15-year-old, you know, he still occupies one seat. You know mm. what I mean? Should yeah. we be grateful that Villa still give concessions? You know what I mean? Because that's still one seat. No, yeah. but I'm playing, I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think the, the, the thing is, he's 41 quid and 20 quid. Still a reasonable price for a Premier League football match. And I think the people who are not getting as carried away by these increases as us will probably say... That's decent value. I'll read the rest of the club statement first because I feel like let's get the, the initial context out of the way. The club are acutely aware of how everybody is experiencing the effects of the cost of living and inflation increases. However, the club itself is not immune to these economic pressures. The club owners have supported Aston Villa with over 400 million of their own money, but football finance rules only permit them to do so much. Now, the club has an elite manager who has already made incredible progress in such a short time. The board's desire is to give Unai Emery the best opportunity to continue his work. The club's strategy is to make Aston Villa competitive with the very best teams in the country on and off the field. To do that, we have to try and balance our revenues with our ever-growing costs. But again, I come back to the point of why why the fans, and I guess, yes, you might have every kind of marginal gain you can, and having the, the season tickets go up is 3 million, and 3 million is 3 million, regardless. But in the grand scheme of things, to me, that does not justify pricing people out. Because again, the hypocrisy side of it is of us going, yes, well, we can afford it, so it's okay for us. There are people now out there who have had a season ticket for however long thinking, Villa's the thing I've got to give up now because I am priced out. 200 quid extra is too much for me. 41 quid per game is not good value because I cannot afford that. I don't like that. Is there anybody who would, would see, welcome, this is good news, and I think said to you, well, yeah, there's 33,000 people on the waiting list who are desperate for for mm. any opportunity. And this might be an opportunity. That it's, it's weird because the ones who are almost in the chair at the moment, so have got the opportunity because it's yours until further notice, but might not have the means. The people mm. on the waiting list might have the means and not the opportunity. How many of those 33,000 signed up in the championship when the ticket prices were lower? It's a very different thing saying, oh, yes, I'll have a season ticket, please. And then going, oh, what, it's 750 quid? Oh, that's too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm cynical about that. It's easier to write your name down on a request form than it is to put your hand in your pocket and, and fund that. But, you know, I'm not sure that if all 30,000 walked away and said enough's enough that they'd be placing with 30,000 straight away. But yeah. I reckon there's, there's, there's five or 10,000 on that list who who would jump at it, basically. We spoke previously about could Villa do more? Could it Could it be the Bodymore Heath sponsored by Kazoo or whatever the, the, the new sponsor is? Could it be? Could it? Could there be another shirt, shirt sleeve sponsor? Could you? Whatever it could be. The thing that frustrates me is that three million quid has probably been spent already by paying off Steven Gerrard and his backroom yeah. team of 12. But football clubs make, make mistakes. So I think that probably be a, probably a little bit petty of me to, to go down that route. And I suppose Villa could say, well, yes, but look what we've done with the Danny Ings deal. Look how we've squeezed ex, extra value out of that. And if West Ham stay up, we get... Uh, you know, we get a bonus payment and all that kind of thing. I think as a football fan that you kind of want, you, want your club to be super shrewd with everybody else. We want them to squeeze extra value out of West Ham for Danny Ings, but we don't want it to squeeze extra value out of us. I just don't like it. But again, I'm going to pay it. So what yeah. does that say? Well, there's a couple of a couple of other specific, and I am as well. So it's hot air. It's old man yells at cloud territory here. And there will be people watching this going, oh, look at these two idiots. We're fifth in the league. They've got to find something to moan about on a podcast. But you can be buzzing about 
the Villa on the pitch and be upset about the season ticket prices. The two aren't mutually exclusive. It's 100 quid, lads. It's fine. Get over it. That's fine. I'm kind of making the case for the people going, 100 quid's too much. I can't go to the Villa anymore. And this is coming from me that I've just had a, a child. I will miss out five or six games next season properly by choice, by it being a night game that's difficult to get to and back from with family life or whatever. I'll still go. I'll still make the effort to go and pay the money knowing I'll miss out on things. So for the people that are thinking, I would love to be there every week, but I just cannot afford this price increase. It's them I'm trying to shout for. Yeah, and there's enough of, I know you're going to read some tweets out later, but there's enough of them shouting themselves about it as well. I think we've got a platform, I mean. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's what I'm saying. I'm saying this, this, this tone that we've we've taken, you know, it's not just me and you moaning because we're tight gits. It's me and you kind of trying to represent people who are, who are, yeah, feeling the same about these 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 increases and i think the the thing from my point of view is that yes and i think the the statement that you that you read out earlier alludes to it you know you want top you want top level football at the top top end of the premier league you have to pay 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 top dollar for it and look at our rivals look where we look where we we rank alongside our rivals in terms of of what they charge now there's a couple of things there a lot of the rivals they talk around uh, talk about in that kind of top 8 or several of them are in the london area anyway where yeah. salaries generally reflect you know it's the higher cost of living but you earn slightly higher uh, mm-hmm. the other thing is a lot of that certainly top six top eight have been established in there so they've been paying top dollar prices for top eight football for the last 10 years we haven't we haven't mm-hmm. we've been doing it for the we, we, we've been doing it for the last 10 weeks yeah do you know what I mean? So I think it's I think it's opportunistic. I'm not sure. Perhaps they would have. I'm not sure they'd have gone to the 15% for adults plus the 50% for concessions. I, I disagree. I think the decisions on season tickets would have been made probably at the start of the season. And now it's it's almost played out in Villa's favour that we're doing well. So they can say, oh, well, well the prices are going up because the football's yeah. good. What would the reason have been if we were still 15th? Uh, well, this the, it costs more to run the lights at Villa Park now, so pay us more, please. Well, that doesn't flow with me either. Yeah, well, we wanted we wanted to get into some of the specifics, didn't we, about some particular stands and that. So I don't know whether you wanted to mm. kind of introduce. Was it the north? Do you want to talk about the north stand first, or? Yeah, so there's the whole end with the the terrace view and the north stand. I've seen a few fans say that their prices in the north stand match that of the whole end because the view of the pitch is is the same or similar. Which yeah, fair enough, I guess. To an extent, I don't sit there. I think that's what the club said, haven't it? Said that yeah. The, the view from the north stand is the same as the view from from the whole end there. Ergo, it should be yeah. the same. And if anything, North Stand's better because you can see the whole end. The whole end have to look at the North Stand. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what, from what I've heard from people on social media and, and, and people that I know that do sit there, the facilities and things in the North Stand are woeful. There's not enough refreshments, uh, food and drinks. There's not enough staff, not enough toilets. The condition of the place generally is poor. Let's face it, the club deem that, that stand worthy of knocking down. So that tells you how what they think of the quality of it. But whilst we've still got it, because the development isn't happening yet, You've got to pay more to sit there. There will be me and you and thousands of other people that will just deal with it and pay the prices. So unless it's never going to change, is it? If 30,000 people say, oh, I'm not paying that and the ground's empty, the club go, oh, we've made a mistake here. We need to change it. But the stadium will be full and they'll sell every single season ticket. So the prices will go up. And maybe next year, it's another 5% and another 10%. And if Villa are in the Champions League and winning titles every year, you go, well, well fair enough. We're a good football side. But there's absolutely no guarantee that football works like that. I've had this argument to me on Twitter loads of times this morning saying, we're a good side now. You get what you pay for. We'll be competing next year. There'll be European football. Not necessarily. The thing that amused me was the line about the admin fee. About oh, the, yeah. 
they're waving this admin fee. I think I tweeted it out with the old Ricky Gervais. Because uh, basically, the admin fee, I can't remember what it was. So no. it was either so insignificant in the first place that you just paid it, in which case you're not offering us a massive saving by by waving it. So effectively, actually, I presume it probably should have done some more homework on this, but let's say it was five quid or ten quid per season ticket. That's fine. But my son and my season tickets, let's say we save ten quid on the admin fee, we're paying 250 quid more. So, you know, I, I, t- I tweeted out the other day with the, with the David Brett, you're still thinking about the bad news, aren't you? <laughs> um, so it's it's those little things as if making out you're doing us a favour, mm. those little bits that, that annoy me. But um, another thing I wanted to mention was this, um, the Holt Terrace, is that what it's yeah, called? The, the Terrace View. The Terrace the View terrace, of the Holt yeah. and Car Park. I don't mind that so much because nobody that's optional. Nobody's mm. making nobody's yeah. making you do that. And speaking to um Rob Warner yesterday briefly, and he was saying that he wouldn't mind that because he doesn't want all the kind of pomp and ceremony and of and sanitized nature of the cor- the proper corporates. Yeah. He likes the idea of you know, a little place where you can get away from it at half time before the game. You're guaranteed to get served a drink, um, guaranteed to get something to eat and that kind of thing. But during the game, you can be in amongst the thick of it in the whole. And so, you know, I'm not saying he said he would pay that, but he could understand understand the, the thinking behind it. And I thought that was a decent argument. Now, the thing where that bit gets me, they say that Wi-Fi that works is mm. a premium service. And not getting served, that should be a, a right. To get served, yeah. yeah. I think that's I think that's a little bit much. And what they should be doing, or what they hope they're doing with these these extra increases across the board, is making that experience better for all. Making mm. sure you can get a drink, and when you get one, it tastes decent, and the food's decent inside the stadium, and all those kind of things. Rather than saying that's a premium service, that seems to be too much of a stretch for me. I don't mind them offering a premium service but make sure that the standard service is acceptable for yeah. an entertainment venue of that size in the first place. Yeah, the Terrace View, eligible supporters can bolt on access to their season ticket for £480, which is £25 per game. Now, that £480 optional extra on top of your season ticket price, so again, you've got to have the money to, to do that, and it's obviously optional and it's something extra. That £480 is four times what the average increase is on the season tickets. If your yours has gone up 100-ish, 120 or whatever, 480 is four times that. Could Villa have not done the terrace view as the optional extra and frozen season ticket prices elsewhere and made up that three million quid? People come to me with an idea or two or three or four, four five ideas and they say, do you want me to do that one, that one, that one, that one and that one? Do all of them. <laughs> do all of them. And I think that's where Villa are at. Why Why should it be either or? They want to maximise. They want to make hay while the sun shines. They want to mm. continue the ambition. Let, I mean, let's let's be fair to the, to, to the owners in this as well because they've come and rescued us from, from the brink, of course, yeah. to be honest. So what they've delivered, they have delivered on their, their part of the bargain and more. You know, we had a, a little wrinkle when Dean Smith got into trouble and we had to change manager and then we soon found out that the man who replaced him wasn't, wasn't fit for purpose for the job. But... Pretty much from getting Villa from halfway down the championship to getting Villa to competing amongst the elite of the, the Premier League, we're ahead of schedule and they've delivered pretty much faultlessly along the way. I think we, I think we can't, we can't have this kind of moan fest without 
without recognizing that and there'll be lots of people in the comments on social media people who are watching this listening to this and shaking their heads and saying it's not that much of a deal lads it's not that much of a, de- of a deal we want to pretend we're a big club we've got to act like a big club and we've all got to play our part in that and if that means us putting our hands in the, our pockets so be it so i think it's very very important that we that we, fr- that we reflect that side i'm giving my personal opinion on this i think it's too much i think they're asking a lot i think they're almost kind of testing our patience and our loyalty a little bit too soon, um, given what we've had to go through over over the last 10 years. But there's going to be people who think differently. And there's going to be... Villa are going to sell 30,000 season tickets and Villa are going to sell out Villa Park next year. So let's not kid ourselves. Otherwise, if this was a strategy that didn't make business sense and Villa didn't think they'd got enough of a waiting list or, in, or enough people willing to do this. They wouldn't have done it. They're not stupid. I just think we're, prob- we're probably being a little bit naive if we if we think that our club should act differently to, to, to any other massive business, really. Yeah, that's spot on. But I'd still, like I said at the start, it would be nice if Villa were the outlier to go, no, we want to be the cheapest season to get in the entire Premier League. But yeah, that's business. That's not how it works. If that's why I'm not a businessman. I'm not a billionaire. Should we read through some of the tweets? First of all, I'll do ones that are just kind of general reaction to the, the the news, I guess. John says, I may be repeating what others have said, but this year's price included half a season of relegation for the battle. Next season will contain a Champions League battle. Is it worth the extra price? It's all... If it was as simple as that, yes, but there's no guarantees, as we've said a few times. Another John says, you get what you pay for. If we want to be a serious club, we need serious fans. I'm not quite sure what, what serious people who pay more are serious fans. I, I don't know. Adam Wright, two hundred pound increase makes me feel sick. Where does it stop? Uh, Dublin Lions, our season tickets have gone up one hundred and two pounds. I'm not too bothered about paying the increase. I think it's value for money. But the club is so inconsiderate to the overseas season ticket holders, we cannot avail of the payment plan. And, and goes on to say that there should be better plans for people who are, are travelling over from from. Um, different countries. Doug Ellis up back on from 752 to 856. I can see we are pretty low down in the season ticket cost table of the Premier League clubs, so it's probably still not too bad. Hopefully see ongoing improvement in the squad will lessen the blow. Yeah, again, absolutely. If we're in the top four next season, this 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 podcast is absolutely irrelevant. The last thing I want to mention is something that I didn't know about until about an hour ago before we started filming this, because again, naively, it doesn't affect me and I've not seen anything about it, is L4 in the top part of the lower halt end where there's 110 seats being evicted next season to make way for an accessibility platform to accommodate for eight wheelchair users and one carer which i will say i'm absolutely on board with because i know that the wheelchair accessibility at villa park is minimal and i think the numbers that they've got is well below what they need to have so i, I agree that they villa park need to make those improvements the thing that i didn't know about and i was tweeted this this morning from from bob Losing my seat with 110 others after zero communication from the club. I replied saying no communication at all. Seriously? He said seriously. Apparently the new accessible area was mentioned at the FCG, so the Fans Consultation Group, which is now I think the Fans Advisory Board, they've renamed it, on the 11th of April, so a couple of weeks ago, with no prior notice and priority reallocation for us affected. I've had to do all of this together myself. I'll retweet my email to you so you can get an idea of what's happened. I've not read through that yet. But I also got a DM just while we've been on air as well. It says, hi, Dan, I'm one of those who will have to relocate. I only found out when my lad and I went to renew and had to make a call to Villa Park to be told this was happening. No email, no call, nothing. But it was mentioned to the FCG meeting, which doesn't affect them. It does affect us. 
Now, I have not seen the notes from the last FCG meeting and I wasn't there. So I don't know whether this was communicated on various blog websites and whatnot. I've not seen it personally and I don't sit there. The people who do sit there, they didn't know about it. So forget all the prices for a second. If you're one of the 100 people sat in the whole tent who are now having to relocate and you weren't told until now when it's time to cough up the cash, that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, like, like you, Dan, I'm absolute, absolutely for making Villa Park more accessible. We had we had Jamie Green, didn't we? A, a young lad who's a big Villa fan who's got cerebral palsy who gave us a very mm. honest view of what it was like from, from his perspective as a wheelchair user. So that's something that, that's long overdue. So first of all, I'd applaud Villa for, for factoring that in to their plans and making that happen. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, I'd be interested to see how that plays out, to be honest, to see to see the outcome of that because that just seems discourteous to, to not not consult with those fans and, and let them know and for them to have to have to go on their own fact-finding mission to, to establish that the seats that they've held for many years are no longer going to be theirs. I think that's, I think it just lacks a little bit of class that I think it's, it's poor and whether that's been something that's lost because Villa, you know, Villa have had to, I suppose, control a lot of, a lot of messaging around this, um, but it should have been, it should have been thought of. Um, the other one as well, are they creating an extra corporate area in the Trinity? They're kind of expanding the kind of posh seats, I think, really. So people who sit in seats that are pretty close to that corporate area mm-hmm. are told that they'll either have to relocate or they'll have to pay a massive premium. And I think they get padded seats. Oh, to um, become hospitality seats, so season tickets almost. Yeah, I think I think I think they're trying to the hospitality section trying to swallow up more, up more people. Um, and again, it might be one of these where just moaning for the sake of it, because if, if Villa think that there's there's enough of a of a market and an audience to do that, I suppose it's the, the club's prerogative. Uh, it just you know for moany old traditionalists like me, it just it's another sign of the direction of travel that that you know. It's weird, isn't it? Because we want uh, we want to be a successful club. We want to win trophies. We want to compete at the top end. We want to be in Europe every year. But I think people who have, have been there for a long time remember what football was and what we thought mm. football should be. We don't want it to become a tourist club, do we? So it's how far do you switch from from one to the other, from the traditional working man and working woman to you know the the touristy fan. But again, there's lots of people who probably like the idea of being a tourist fan or, 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 or don't mind them sitting next to them rather than me kind of chanting my chanting my head off in my blummy, blummy black country uh, hybrid accent. My point is just that using the, the justification that the football is better is too a whimsical reason to do it because the football is no guarantee. If it's that, well, you also get, like in the olden days, you get... Um, Remember, like you just get a discount in the club shop as a season ticket holder, and they'd send you like some fancy stuff or some stickers or whatever it is. And I think this year we got a key ring, and I saw someone tweet well, for my season ticket price. I hope it comes with a bloody car next year. Um, so like if they came with like, a better package, and you can come, and we've got Wi Fi for everyone, and you get a free drink every game, you go, Okay, well, I understand why I'm paying more now because I'm getting all these perks. It's just saying the football is better is too too flimsy of a thing to say we're nailed on to do this those things that you've just said the service that you get the free drink the you know a membership pack if you like that's got car stickers and a scarf and and all those kind of things they can control that Hmm. the football they can only control to a certain to a certain point but yeah like I said I think we've we've, um, I think we've rattled on I wanted to um, I wanted to sing you out anyway because I've got a little chant to finish on (laughs) I'm not going to do an outro or anything this is this will be the end of the video okay so thanks for watching leave a comment down below get involved in the debate Matt take it away
We'll pay what you want. We'll pay what you want. We're Aston Villa. We'll pay what you want. But it doesn't mean we're necessarily happy about it. Okay? Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your thoughts and comments. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa. Up the villa.